God, we repent as a group of people in front of you. Lord, we, we know that righteousness only comes from you, and we do pray for revival in our churches and in our lives, but we stand in awe of you asking for your help. Lord, would you convict us when we live foolish lives? Lord, how dare we attack injustice when we lack integrity? God, would you help us how we speak and how we talk in the middle of an America that is polarized by hate, let our words be love. Would you convict us every time we sit in front of a keyboard and start to represent you in a poor way? Would you, God, would you forgive us for our stupidity on Facebook? And what we say we're doing in you is really coming from a spirit somewhere different. And fighting for our rights is not as important as declaring your name. And how we do what we do is just as important as what we do. Lord, would you bring revival to our churches? Would you forgive us for being foolish? Would that you respond to our humility and our contriteness with an overwhelming power of your Holy Spirit? that we would be shining points of light in darkness where people who don't know you would say, I want to be a part of that because we are a part of you. Well, hello and welcome to Unite from the Nehemiah Network. I'm Mike Clowers. And on today's program, we're going to listen in on the recent One Voice regional night of worship and prayer. It happened February 2nd, 2017, and was hosted by Fellowship North in North Little Rock. So today on Unite, we are going to pray. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Pastor Harold Nash. I don't know whether you know it or not, but we need Jesus. Yeah. Don't we need Jesus? We need him every hour. Every part of the day, we need him. And that's why we're here tonight. We're here tonight to call out to the Lord God Almighty, to pray to Him, to worship Him in spirit and truth, to declare to Him that we need Him. And so we bow before His throne. Father, we bow before You. We bow before You, Lord. We humble ourselves in Your presence, Lord. Lord, we recognize that apart from You, we can't do anything. We realize, Lord, that we, we need you in this world. We need you in our lives. Lord, we need you to show up in mighty ways. We need you to, to revive us through your word, Lord, that we would once again begin to live out the word of God, not just know it in our head, but to live it out, Lord, daily. Lord, we need you to re revive us so we won't live selfishly unto ourselves. We need you to revive us, Lord, that we might be your church, that we might dwell together in unity, that it might bring pleasure to you, Lord. God, we need you that we might worship you in spirit and truth. God, we're calling out to you because you're the only God that we know and you're the only one that can bring help to us. We need you, Lord. God, we, we come to worship you tonight. We come to declare your glory tonight. We come to, to speak about who you are tonight. We need you, Lord. We need you. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to pray for the city. We're going to pray for most of us live in the city. And in 
It reminds me of uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle and Jim Simlow. When he went to Brooklyn Tabernacle, he took a church that had just a very few handful of people, and today it runs over 10,000 people. And the way they built that church is by prayer. And what we're doing here tonight, if we want revival, it's got to come through prayer. It's got to come through seeking the face of God. And every Tuesday night, they have a prayer service, and they have 3,000 people that show up to that prayer service every Tuesday night. And I can see as, as this continues to grow uh, that, that revival can come to the city of North Little Rock and Little Rock and the surrounding areas. But it's going to have to be through prayer. We've got to put ourselves aside and say, God, we want you to do something in our communities. We want you to do something in our lives. And we want to break through the barriers that we have. We just had a missionary at our church Sunday. And he said, you know, in Africa, all we do is church because we have nothing else. But in the city, we have everything that we can do other than church, other than spend time with God. And when we begin to pray and we begin to seek his face, that's when he can heal our land. That's when he can touch us. That's when we can break through those barriers that are in everybody's life on an everyday basis. So I want to go to prayer this today for the people in our cities that are caught up with the things that we have going on and that we, people of God, can break through to them that we can break through to their lives and we can say there's more to life than sports. There's more to life than TV and there's more to life than, than all the things that you can have here because what we want to do is we want to have a life for eternity and revival can start and revival can flourish in the central Arkansas. Let's pray. God, we come before you tonight. We bow ourselves before you. We bow our hearts before you tonight, God, because we know that we are a city a community, a metroplex that needs you even more. Just because we're in the Bible Belt, Lord, doesn't mean that we have it all made. God, there are people that are lost and dying and are going to hell. But Lord, we know that if we call out to you, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. If we call out to you, you can heal our land. If we will confess our sins to you, Lord, that you can come in and you can do something afresh and anew. And Lord, these meetings, these prayer meetings that have that, that, that are going on now throughout Arkansas. Lord, that these prayer meetings, Lord, can start to break the bondage and break the darkness, Lord. Lord, we begin to look in America that, that we don't realize that we're fighting against flesh and blood. We look and, and are always trying to make an excuse of why people are not spending time with you, why people aren't coming to church, why people aren't in their Bibles and praying. But Lord, we're fighting a spiritual battle. And tonight, God, we come today to declare that we are standing in the gap for Central Arkansas. We're standing in the gap for this area, for our communities and these cities, Lord. Lord, as people go about their everyday lives and the, and the hustle and the bustle, Lord. Lord, as, they're, as they go to work and they make money just so that they can go home. Lord, as one person said that, that come from Africa, they said, all you do here is just work to pay bills. You just work to have fun. There's nothing else in your life but, but work just so you can have fun. But Lord, let us learn that the fun is in you. The fun is telling other people about Jesus and lifting you high. You said, if I be lifted up, that I will draw all men unto me. And Lord, we lift you up tonight. Lord, we exalt you tonight, Lord Jesus. And we pray, God, that you will move in our hearts and you'll move in our lives. That you will flow through every person that's in here. Lord, that as we walk out, we'll realize that revival first has to start in us. 
that we have to start getting on our knees before you, that we have to start opening up the word of God and, and let that word breathe into us life so that we can go forward and we can touch people's lives in our communities. We can touch people's lives, Lord, right there in our cubicles, in our places of work, Lord Jesus. Lord, the person that's, sitting, that's right next to us, Lord, that we can walk over and we can say, can I tell you something that God's done in my life this week? Can I tell you something that's going on in my church this week? I just want you to come. Could you just come one time to my church? I just want you to feel something that's different, something that's new, something that's alive. And Lord, as revival begins to build in us, as revival begins to strengthen us, Lord, we will be able to see bondages broken down. And we won't give them, we won't give them reasons why it's happening. We'll say we'll give you the person who can change your life forever, a person that can bring new life into you. If your marriage is, is broken, God can restore it. If your children are away from God, God can restore it. If there's problems in your life, God can mend those problems and make things new for you. God, we want to be the fire. We want to be the fire that is fresh and that is flowing, that can reach into these people's lives, that we can go into our communities and reach them for Christ. Lord, help us today. Help us today to turn the TV off. Help us today to turn the radio off. Help us today to say, you know what? What is most important is your word and time with you, God. Lord, that we would have revival, that churches like we're doing tonight would come together and say, it's no holds barred. We know the devil is out to take everybody he can, but we know we got a God that is greater, he is stronger, he is mightier than anything that the devil can bring against us. And today, don't let, us, don't let us be entertained. Don't let us be amused into hell, God. Don't let us be amused into letting our neighbors go to hell. But let us be revived inside of us, Lord Jesus, to say, I have a heart and a desire for people who are lost and dying. Lord, let, let us be the teachers. Let us be the preachers. Let us be the workers that say, I'm going to cry out to you, God, for those that I know that are lost and dying and going to hell. For every kid that is in my school, in my neighborhood, that is lost and dying and going to hell, that I'm going to see a change. I'm going to see a change in this community for you because we are no longer going to sit back. We have been given a time before you come to reach people for Christ, and that's what we're going to do, God. We're going to reach people for Christ. And, Lord, we're going to glorify your name in all the earth, and we're going to realize that in us, Lord, that there's only a little bit we can do, but in you that all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible for those who are called according to your purpose. Lord, tonight, we pray that, we agree that, together in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. If you will, join me tonight in praying for revival to come on our university campuses across our state. On a daily basis, I walk onto the campus of the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, praying and believing that God is going to bring revival onto the campus here in Little Rock. So if you will, join with me tonight. So Father, we come before you tonight, Lord. We lift up our university campuses in this state, Father, where young people and young minds, Lord, are, are going to receive an education, Lord, for four years, God, that after that, they will be sent out into the marketplace 
they will be sent out into the world, Lord. Would you bring your revival fire, God? Saturate the campuses in Arkansas with your love so strongly that not a single student would be able to walk around on that campus and not feel the love of Jesus. God, I pray that you would not just draw a crowd of people around an, a convincing message, but instead you would raise up disciples, Jesus. You would raise up an army of people who are committed followers of Jesus, that it would not be something in just four years of their university experience, but it, it would be a decision for the rest of their lives, that they would leave the university campus, they would go into the marketplace, and they would bring the kingdom of heaven where they are right now, Jesus. I pray that you would speak your identity onto our college campuses, Father, that there's so much confusion that is being circulated about who people are, Lord. Would you speak your true identity that they are your sons and they are daughters of the Most High King? Lord, did you cement that inside of their minds? Father, we thank you so much, God, for the next generation that's coming. We thank you so much, Father. And this is not some prayer, God, that we pray like a hopeful wish. We pray it with a prayerful expectation, God, that we will see revival come on our college campuses, God. We will see an army of young people, God, rise on those campuses, Lord, that will be standing in every dorm room, in every apartment complex, preaching the gospel and showing people what the love of Christ looks like. That it's something that will not even be able to be contained on the, on the college campus, but that it will overflow into the surrounding areas of the city, Lord. We thank you so much, Father. We love you, Lord, and we love your children because we know how much you love your children, God. We thank you, Lord, and we ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This segment is um, devoted to revival. And I've asked um, guys just not to play for just a second. Um, revival by definition is what happens to the people of God. Um, and so what I'd like us to do is just for a moment, um, I'm going to lead us in prayer, but I'm going to take us through some very quick movements of prayer. So how I pray, would you just echo in your own way? But before we do that, um, I think revival follows hard on repentance. And so um, without any music, without me leading, could you just take about 30 seconds? And in the quietness of your own spirit in your heart, would you repent of your sins? Jesus. Now, would you join me in praying out loud if you want for God to forgive us as the church of Central Arkansas? God, we repent as a group of people in front of you. Lord, we, we know that righteousness only comes from you, and we do pray for revival in our churches and in our lives, but we stand in awe of you asking for your help. Lord, would you convict us when we live foolish lives? Lord, how dare we attack injustice when we lack integrity? God, 
Lord, would you help us how we speak and how we talk in the middle of this of an America that is polarized by hate. Let our words be love. Would you convict us every time we sit in front of a keyboard and start to represent you in a poor way? Would you, God, would you forgive us for our stupidity on Facebook? And what we say we're doing in you is really coming from a spirit somewhere different. And fighting for our rights is not as important as declaring your name. And how we do what we do is just as important as what we do. Lord, would you bring revival to our churches? Would you forgive us for being foolish? Would that you respond to our humility and our contriteness with an overwhelming power of your Holy Spirit? That we would be shining points of light in darkness where people who don't know you would say, I want to be a part of that because we are a part of you. Lord, we humbly stand before you and say, there is so much wrong in our society. What can we do? And Lord, would you help us be you everywhere we go? Would you bring revival to this community? Would you bring revival to our churches? Would you bring revival to ourselves? Lord, we need your help because we can't do it on our own. There's too much struggle. There's too much hate. There's too much injustice. Would you heal our land as you heal us? Let us be better followers of you than we've ever been before. I pray it in Jesus' name. I've really sensed God's presence in a strong way tonight, uh, personally. And I want to thank you because your prayers, your desperation for God has encouraged me. As I was over in the, the corner praying, I was just reminded of Jesus' words who says the Father is looking He's looking out over the earth for worshipers. And so I just want to encourage all of us, just what we're doing tonight matters. Logan asked me if I might help us turn a corner from corporate prayers and uh, prayers for corporate matters, just to kind of a laser focus between us and the Lord um, tonight. And I'm a little skeptical if you actually need me you need any help with that because it feels like you kind of tuned in um, but I feel really impressed upon this story with Mary um, it's, it's in Matthew 26 you guys probably have heard this story before but Mary Jesus is reclining at the table and Mary comes in and and she pours out this expensive perfume on Jesus and the disciples, they ask this question, or they say this, they say, what, why this waste? And Jesus' answer, I would, if I had never heard the story, I would think that he might go on to explain why what she did was useful. But that's not actually what he does. He says, what she's done is beautiful. It's beautiful. We live in a culture that values things that are useful. We're consumers. Our culture is a consumer culture, and we ourselves are consumers. 
And a lot of times I feel like I'm just going around trying to find the next thing to consume. And in this moment, I think Jesus' words speak a lot because he's revealing something that's really profound is that some things exist not to be used, but to just be beheld, to just be stood in awe of, to just be worshipped. People are not to be used that contain the image of God. The church is not just to be consumed. It's a body to be contributed to. But man, don't we consume it sometimes? And God himself, he's to be stood in awe of, to be beheld. And my heart is broken for myself, for a lot of people in our churches, because I think sometimes we, we come to God as this cosmic deity that's going to just give us stuff. And don't get me wrong, he, it's like the sun, just being in relation, just being close to the sun, we receive its warmth and its blessing. But he doesn't just exist for us to just... He exists because he's holy, he's glorious, he's pure. He's of intrinsic worth. And we could come together, we will come together for all of eternity just because he's worthy of it. And I feel like it's time for all of us, it's time for the church to just be reawakened to the intrinsic beauty and worth of who God is. It's the very thing Moses longed for when he asked God to see his glory. It's the heart cry of David in Psalms. Psalm 27, Lord, I want to gaze upon your beauty in your temple. And man, we see it in the New Testament, beginning of the pages. The very invisible God made visible in Jesus. The very beauty of God walking the earth among us. And the amazing thing is that as we gaze upon him, as we are made into his image, suddenly we become beauty to the world. We begin to reveal how worthy he is through the way we live. Like so many of the pastors have prayed tonight. They're just asking the Lord, how can I, what's a picture that would show us this? I was reminded there's a story called the Cellist of Sarajevo. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but in the mid-90s, Sarajevo was a capital city that was being war-torn. In fact, it was of the capital cities that have ever been sieged by war. It was it was under siege for longer than any other capital city in the modern era of warfare. And about midway through the war, there was a bakery, and there were 22 people just peacefully standing outside this bakery trying to, trying to get bread. And they were bombed. And it killed all, all 22 of them. And there was a famous cellist, an, art, an artist, a musician in the city, and he went the next day in full tuxedo, full bow tie, and he took his cello and a chair and he sat in the middle of the crater 
and he just began to, to play. There were still snipers in the high-rises around him, and he just prayed, played his cello. For the next 22 days, one day for each of the people that had just died the day before, he went and he sat in craters, just showing beauty. And he was asked after by a journalist why he did that. And he said, beauty is my weapon of choice in this war. My cello is my weapon. And I just think this is a beautiful picture of what, of what Jesus looks like. Beauty revealed in chaos and hurt, and destruction. I think this is a beautiful picture of what the church is, ought to look like. And so God, would you open our eyes afresh, we pray. Touch our hearts afresh, we pray. There is no one like you. You say that you're higher than the heavens. There's no one like you in the heavens. There's no one like you on earth, oh God. We wouldn't gather here just to pray to anyone. We gather here because you are worthy. Lord, mark us by your beauty and your glory. Change us with it, we pray. Well, you've been listening to Unite from the Nehemiah Network, and we've been sampling prayers from the recent One Voice Regional Night of Worship and Prayer. It was hosted by Fellowship North in North Little Rock on February 2nd. It was an amazing night of prayer for awakening in our cities, state, and nation. And we want to invite you to the next One Voice event. It will happen on the National Day of Prayer, which is Thursday, May 4th. You can get more information about that, plus many other things that we are doing to unite area churches in Central Arkansas by heading to our website. It's nehemiahnetwork.org. You've been listening to Unite from the Nehemiah Network. I'm your host, Mike Clowers. Thank you for listening.